talk about summer foods. And, and, and you'll see why, you know, that subject is going to lead into other subjects and things like that. But um, in particular, summer foods. But anything that I say in this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. You should always consult your primary care physician before implementing any new dietary lifestyle supplement medication protocol into your own personal health history. Find yourself a good GP, a good general practitioner, primary care physician, and make sure they're a naturopath because, well, naturopaths are preventive. So anyways, so summer foods, right? Summer foods. What about summer foods? In particular, you know, there's this whole concept of um, seasonal eating, right? We're trying to eat with the seasons, right? Because that's going to feed into what's going to be best for our metabolism. Um, anyway, seasonal eating, it has kind of has its, its, um, roots in the region that you're in. So, you know, for instance, it's, it's midsummer today. It's actually midsummer here today. And in particular midsummer, what's that look like? It's like, what? It's nice, light foods, foods that are kind of, you know, correspond to the summer in, in the summer. I personally, I don't like to eat heavy. I don't know a lot of people that like to eat heavy in the summer. It's hot. Um, you like to eat light and cooling food. So I'm, I'm thinking of like um, cucumbers, um, celery, you know, stuff that has a lot of moisture to it. Stuff, stuff that's a lot lighter as opposed to like a real heavy, hearty like soup or beef stew. I don't even eat beef stew, but just thinking of, um, you know, really, really heavy. Like, like I love Indian cuisine, right? It's fantastic. But in the heat of the summer, because of the spice and because of the heaviness of the meal, although it's delicious, I want nothing to do with it. Um, think of other things that are coming into bloom or coming into season right now. So all the berries, I know blackberries, um, I think in a lot of regions we're still waiting for those, but raspberries are definitely in full bloom. Um, blueberries, um, if they haven't already started, they're coming up quick. I always find that the third weekend in July you have a place to go pick local organic blueberries um in the pacific northwest anyway is like the optimum time to go get to go pick you pick um blueberries anyways um so the other thing i wanted to talk about too when it comes to summer foods is easy eating seasonally kind of coincides with the metabolism of the body you know if it's summer and it's light and it's airy and you're just you know you're almost supposed to be like a like a i don't know i guess a bumblebee or a hummingbird just like lightly feeding off of things then going 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 and burning it off as you go obviously you know as well as i do hydration is important for this water being the best choice maybe even a little coconut water you know for those that don't possess uh, intolerance or a food allergy or sensitivity to coconuts um harmless harvest i'm going to plug that brand i have no professional affiliation but anyway um all these things that we can we can do to be able to uh incorporate some of what the the region or what the season is bringing to our quote-unquote breakfast lunch dinner tables is a way to be able to help us metabolize things properly in the body so summer is very light you know winter we kind of you know some of us put on a little extra weight i mean i think i do definitely between three to five pounds in the winter because metabolism slows i mean in that sense we're like animals right Everything slows down. We aren't necessarily as active. The weather's cold. You know, 
electrons, molecules, the body in general just isn't moving very fast, which is kind of important uh, reason why you should still maintain a good dietary, or I'm sorry, an exercise regimen throughout the winter because the season kind of slows metabolic function. And it's easy, easy to pack on more than just three pounds. So with that being said, uh, consider that. The other thing I was thinking about summer foods is preparing. You know, there's a lot of different diets out there. Um, you know, some people are like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's got to be raw because then that way you aren't destroying uh, a lot of the vitamins, nutrients, minerals inside particular, you know, fruit, vegetable, um, anything like that. And the idea of, you know, raw diets, I suppose, work for some people, but a lot of what happens during cooking is not complete depletion of vitamin and mineral stores as, you know, fiber and things like that. A lot of that stuff actually, like for instance, the cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, cooking them, um, you know, however you want to do it, you saute them, um, you can steam them, um, Brussels sprouts, I put them in the oven with coconut oil, um, 350 for, for 400 for about 20, 23 minutes with salt and pepper. However you do that, that actually loosens up some of the um, and broccoli in particular is one of the vegetables you can cook that actually steaming it and cooking it releases um, some more nutrition than that which is eaten raw. Now, don't get me wrong. I like a salad tray just like anybody. You know what I mean? You have broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, really so much of a tomato, and it better be organic for crying out loud. But the when it comes to consuming those, those vegetables in particular, having them raw is okay, and I get it for, you know, it's a closest intact way that nature made it, you know, maybe peel a carrot or whatever, or chop up the broccoli, but you're kind of getting it from, you know, farm to table or field to table, whatever it is for you. But um, um, cooking some of those things can be really, really good for the body um, in particular and for digestive reasons too. Um, sometimes people have challenge with eating some of the cruciferous um, vegetables, um, can actually help some of the cruciferous vegetables can actually help um, um, decrease gas and bloating in the body too. And again, broccoli, cauliflower, um, Brussels sprouts. So let's talk a little bit about food preparation. Um, actually, temperature of what we're consuming. So deciding of where whether we wanted to eat something cold from the refrigerator and then have a hot cup of tea. Well, you know, maybe that doesn't sound exactly appetizing. I'm just trying to um, analogize the idea that consuming hot and cold foods, you know, cold foods um, are kind of a shock to the body. If we're running in the vicinity of 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, it's not that you couldn't eat, you know, some ice cubes or your ice cream that you have. Um, obviously, that's gluten-free, dairy-free, right? Now, um, if you're consuming ice cream and things like that, you know, things that just like in the winter, if your metabolism slows from being in a cooler environment in the change of the seasons, consuming something that's like super, super cold like that is probably going to slow digestion. Again, this has to do with biochemistry, has to do with chemistry in general, just the electrons aren't as active in the body. So things need to sometimes be warmed up to a certain level in the body before some digestion can take place. Now, the other part of that too is is pH, pH in the stomach acidity where that's concerned. pH for all those alkaline water drinkers out there, 
<clears throat> the pH of the stomach, it's imperative to keep, you know, after you've had a meal, you've got these things called pink, puffy, pH-producing parietal cells. How about that? Um, they secrete hydrochloric acid, and the pH is about 2.0, okay? So people that decide to take on, you know, their 7.5, their 8, 8.5, 9.5 alkaline water, and alkalinize the stomach and the digestive tract, you can actually impede the cascade of digestive enzymes that, and you have to have a certain pH for this enzyme will be inactive. Once it reaches a certain pH, it cleaves and becomes active. And then there's a cascade. This enzyme is inactive, but the previous enzyme cleaves it because it reached the right pH, pH, and that's active on and on and on. It's like a cascade. So, um, <clears throat> When it comes to foods inside the body, you know, the more natural, obviously, stay away from the boxes, stay away from the processed foods. The more that we can balance temperature, right? Hot and cold, nothing too extreme, too hot, uh, too cold. And obviously it's summertime, so you wouldn't want to go in at least the too hot direction, usually depending on where you live. That can also um, help, to, help to positively affect digestion and um, metabolism in the body. Exercise obviously plays a component in there. Let's talk this about food preparation as well. How about grilling? Is there anybody out there who grills? I grill when I'm just looking through here. Gosh, we've got so many people on here. I don't know how, I don't know how the servers are handling it. Thanks for joining us by the way. But anyway, when it comes to grilling, right? Anybody who grills, so there's you know, some people do, it's not even grilling, but it's, it's popular as of the last five years, air frying, right? Air frying, people are air fryers instead. A, a healthy alternative, but a lot of that, the, the baskets that are in the air fryers and stuff like that, they're made out of Teflon, you know, all that wonderful nonstick and consuming stuff off of nonstick cookware and or pans um, post, post-prandial or post-eating shows that, uh, increased levels of Teflon in the bloodstream at I don't know what parts per million or parts per billion, but it's, uh, it's definitely measurable. So when it comes to grilling, obviously the primary, primary ones, actually there's some, I've seen some grills with, you know, the heat coil from like an electric stove, super cool, but, um, coal and or, um, propane, right? Have yourself some grilled food this summer for crying out loud. It's good, but you know, coal and propane both have byproducts that inevitably um, gets on the food, right, in particular. So when that happens, the, you know, the, you have metabolites of propane combustion on the food. And, you know, that's deserving of having like, um, that's deserving of having um, some antioxidants in place to be able to um, kind of, kind of squelch or kind of sequester some of those oxidants that you may be consuming. Um, also putting, um, you know, anytime, and I've always had qualms with this, but anytime we have a food that has, um, some browning on it, cause foods brown when you cook them and or black, like some people, some people like charred stuff on the grill. I never got that. It's, I don't like the taste of char, but anyways, those have higher amounts of free radicals in them carcinogenic or cancer-causing molecules. The idea with that would be you would be consuming adequate amounts of fruits and vegetables full of antioxidants inside that 
um, that would help to offset some of the uh, some of the free radicals that you're consuming. So, you know, I've had I've had you know brown whatever um, you know chicken breast or something like that, or you know sometimes um, the organic grass fed hamburger meat has been kind of blocking it on the outside. But the idea is that again, you know, we're all hopefully relatively healthy, and you know maybe eat an orange or eat a handful of berries or take a couple supplements of vitamin C or, you know, whatever it is for you to kind of offset those, those, um, uh, oxidative free radicals in the body. And again, the body's really, really capable of, of being able to <clears throat> offset that. So, I mean, again, you have a, you have a, a slightly overcooked burger. It's not going to be anything. Um, it's not going to be anything terrible anyway. Long and short of it is, um, if anybody has any questions, ask them now, um, because this is getting a little long in the tooth. And um, yeah, so summer foods, there's a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of variety depending on where you live, especially in the United States. Um, the idea too, I guess I would get into um, um, the dynamics of eating is that spend 20 minutes eating your meal. 20 minutes. I know not everybody has that time. I sure as heck don't have that time to eat, you know, spend 20 minutes on eating each and every meal. But when you do spend that 20 minutes absence of these screens in absence of these screens right here, and you focus on your food, your metabolism increases. Not only that, but when you're full, you know, I, maybe I got a, a portion enough for three of me. Okay. Because I love whatever this is and it's delicious, right? But if I wait 20 minutes over the course of that meal, you know, slowly eating, chewing my food, fully enjoying it, I mean, it's there, it's, it's a gift. Um, by that 20 minutes, I'll get feedback from my stomach that communicates to my brain saying, whoa, 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 back off. This, there's plenty, I know there's plenty still left on the plate, but you're full. This is all you need to run your machine that prevents overeating and disallows extra weight to accumulate on our bodies. Um, these beautiful electronic screens uh, take away that take away our in tuneness with that signal um, from the gut. So that can be super beneficial um, to take 20 minutes to do that. If you don't have 20 minutes, maybe it's it's favorably to eat light and perhaps snack the next few hours until your next meal. So that in that case, you aren't overeating. Um, got a question here. I had heard that charred food was a natural way to get to get char charcoal digested not true I suppose well you know not that I'm aware of not that I'm aware of I think it's a huge contributor to you know again not scare everybody away from grilled food because um, it's summertime but um, no if you want you know get activated charcoal that's in the capsules you know that somebody has you know um, prepped that other way to yeah that char on there. What's the question again? Or a statement food was a natural way to get charcoal digested. Um, no, interesting though. That makes my mind just go off in like a hundred different directions. Not that I'm aware of. Maybe somebody knows more. No, maybe somebody knows more than me about that whole thing. Um, no, not that I'm aware of. But it will contribute to your oxidative free radicals. You know the cell cell disruptors in the body and it won't be as um, 
won't be as nutritious for you if it's you know the things that we burn this you know if we're grilling the things that we're adding this brown black stuff to um we're, it's a lot of times we're going to cook our nutrients out of there right so you know if you have a burger that's like a hockey puck when you're done with it and it doesn't not that you have to have it rare or even medium rare but um if it doesn't have any like fat or juice to the burger anymore it's like a hockey puck and you're like you know almost breaking your teeth just to get it down it probably doesn't have very much nutrition left inside it period so um yeah foods that and obviously there's got to be some you know brown on the food that you're cooking if you're applying heat at all and this isn't this applies to more than just grilling you know if you're baking or um you know, stovetop, like if you're frying an egg, or even if you are, um, oh gosh, what do they call? Well, steaming, steaming can actually brown the vegetables as well, but also, um, what do they do with those eggs? You drop them in water, I forget what they call them, that's the preparation. Uh, anyway, long and short of it is, uh, yeah, so summer foods, um, certainly uh, take into consideration who, what, when, where, why, how you consume them. And, you know, I think summers are a really great time to get in touch with your body. Uh, you know, I, I get the whole winter idea of internalizing, going inside the trees, do it like the trees retreat deep inside of themselves. But summers are really good, um, I guess, opposite to winter um, when it comes to um, being able to interface with your body. Like this is the season that theoretically you should be really, really active. I mean, the you look outside everything's blooming everything's blossoming everything's uh flowering uh activity is at its most when it's in the summer season so you know consume foods that are seasonable obviously and seasonable to your area i think that would be the best bet it's been my sincere pleasure i'm chatting with all of you today we're i'm here at purity health uh, 425-338-2357 you can find us on the internet at purity health dot net 